0: Lee Horton.
1: Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, then please do. Because then that allows me to keep bringing amazing interviews like this one with Ron Pereira. Enjoy. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the amazing pleasure of chatting with one third of the Gemba, of Gemba Academy, <laughs> Mr. Gemba Academy himself, Ron Pereira, how are you?
0: Hey, I'm good. How are you,
1: Lee? Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for asking. Um so, for those people who don't know who Ron is and what Gember Academy is, tell us about yourself, Ron.
2: Yeah, so well, um myself, uh yeah, I live in uh, live in Texas now, but I'm from Ohio originally and got involved in all this continuous improvement stuff kind of over the years of my corporate life. You know, I had a few different jobs, um, starting with like Motorola and then this company called Nokia used to make cell phones. Remember those guys, you know? <laughs> and uh, so that's how I first got introduced to, uh, to to continuous improvement to lean to six sigma these sorts of things and but I was always on an airplane you know and uh, so I I um, maybe around eleven twelve years ago I approached a couple of guys who are now my business partners and and basically said hey man have you ever thought about making videos and we'll just like make videos of us training and then we'll we'll, we'll sell the videos and I have to be on an airplane all the time. And they said, yeah, that sounds cool, but, uh, I don't know how to make videos. And I said, man, I don't know how to make videos either. But, uh, one thing led to another, we learned how to make videos and, uh, yeah, here we are, you know, uh, now I live in some, we, we started the company in March of 2009. So, um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun journey and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, here we are today. So And so we make online training videos, right? It's like I would say Game Academy is like Netflix with benefits, right? (laughs) So you don't waste your time, you know, binge watching on Game Academy. You're going to be better for it, right? So I like that.
1: I like that. No, so uh, I guess the first question that pops into my head about what you've said is why online videos? Why? So, and, and the reason why I ask that is because there's a lot of schools of thought that say you need to learn. At the work, the, at the place where the work uh, takes place, and, yep. and and you're and you've gone and delivered online videos to yep. to do this. So wh- why?
2: Yeah, well, that's a great question. Um, when I my last corporate job was with a company called Flowserve, so we made uh, these industrial size pumps, valves, and seals, and I was a director of um, continuous improvement and manufacturing for for one of their divisions. And one of my jobs was to to teach lean. And uh, we were, well, i say FlowServe back then was sort of a Six Sigma type organization. Now it's kind of like all their training was very Six Sigma oriented. Um, and they, had, they dabbled like all, you know, kind of Six Sigma kind of programs did. They had a little 5S and some seven ways and a few things in there, but they wanted to go deeper into lean. And so, th- um, so that me and this other guy, um, um, who had all he had a a lean background as well together we we kind of co-created this this lean program and we started deploying it and we did it in person for sure you know um and you know workshops you know traditional things you know building big lego and all this kind of stuff right And, and it was great and i loved it um and the training was good um but again it wasn't scalable You know, like I literally had to be there. And even if I wasn't there and somebody else was there and they were using the same slides, the same presentation, the message wasn't always the same. There was not consistency right between the delivery, but it is what it is, you know. Um, And so so I started at that time thinking about, man, um, I want to be able to when I go into some place, I want to help them invoke change right? Like I want to literally go on there and say, all right, you learned about this topic. Now let's go do it. Let's go make something better. And so what I started to do back then was I started looking online, you know, for, lean training videos or whatever it might be and there's some stuff out there you know that i mean there was some good stuff like you know the toast videos and everybody we they're all good no no disrespect to any of that stuff but it was like no 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 no. like i want a video on like how to do smed how to do quick changeover how to do 5s not just what it is but like literally like i want like what i Teach people when I'm there. I want that on video, and there were some Six Sigma folks out there, kind of you know voiceover cartoon style kind of stuff, you know. And I was like, yeah, I can't do voiceover cartoon. I can't stand that. And uh, um, so I need like a person speaking to me, right? And it just didn't exist that I could find back then. And so I knew that that I needed it. I wanted it um, because I wanted it to be able to, you know kind of accelerate that process of invoking change. So you could watch an hour of our 5S course as an example. And if I were to come deliver that one hour type course, maybe it's a little bit more than an hour, but let's just say hours worth of online videos. That's gonna take me three, maybe four hours to do in person. It just is, I mean, I've done it, you know, I've done the same material live that we do on video. So like with video, there's no waste. Every word is carefully scripted. You know, like we have very intentional about our, our modules. And so what we're really trying to promote is not to put, you know, consultants out of work or anything like that. It's quite the opposite. It's like, I want Lee to be able to say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client. Yeah, you want me to come in and help you facilitate this event on whatever. You know what? I want you to spend some time doing some pre-work, spending, you know, 30 minutes watching these five videos. So then when you come in, they're ready to go. Like they have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Now you spend an hour answering their questions to say, hey, I know that you don't do exactly that same thing that's in the video. So let's talk about how those principles relate to your work, something like that. But now what's happening is you're gonna be able to immediately go now and add real value. And I'm not saying added training is not adding value, it is, but you're not making anything better. Right by training people. You're making things better by going out into the Gimba, into the place the work is done, and actually invoking change. And so that's kind of our passion, you know, is to really accelerate that that, that change process. We're not like an e-learning company. We don't mean we don't want to be known as an e-learning company, right? Because that kind of thinks about uh, oh, you know, the horrible things where like every year you gotta go watch this training, you know, and check the box. We don't want that. You know, I would rather you watch one video and then go spend two weeks practicing what you just learned, than watching a hundred videos and do nothing. You know what I mean? So we always say, yeah, we've got like 2000 videos now, but we say, it sounds weird, but it's not about the videos. It's about what you do with the things that you learned on a video, right? Just start there. So I don't know if that answers your question. It's kind of a long-winded.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's good. I, I like that. But what, what comes across when you talk is your passion for what you do and, and your belief yeah. that, uh, of the path that you tread and, and how much help you give. What is it that feeds that passion? What, what, what gives you that burning desire on yeah, there's a story
2: that, I, and I've actually sh- shared it recently um, with a few folks. And um, I think even, I think I, on our Gameback Academy podcast, I talk to so many people, sometimes I forget. <laughs> what? Uh, but I'll tell you, there was a, you know, we just did a podcast, again, the Academy, where you kind of shared a really personal story of your, your best mate, Chris, and, and how he impacted your life. And I don't have a story that powerful, but I do have a story and it comes from, um, when I was in seventh grade, grade seven, I don't know how you say it in England, would you say seventh grade or grade seven? Well, I don't know.
1: <laughs> how old do you have to be to be in seventh grade?
2: Oh, what is it like uh, 12, oh, yeah, you know, so, 11, yeah. 12, yeah, know, 11, 12, 13, yeah. maybe so yeah. bright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, year seven, year seven over here. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, so I was in a seventh grade And I lived in Ohio at the time. And uh, we lived out on a farm, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And so in order to get to the school, the school bus would pick us up. And I have to ride a school bus for an hour every morning. It was brutal. For some reason, seventh grade was a very difficult year for me. And I was... Was experiencing severe anxiety, um, which shouldn't happen to a boy that young. But I was just racked with nerves and anxiety about school, about just everything, and and I it manifested in one very unfortunate situation related to the school bus, in that I literally every day on the school bus I threw up every morning, and so I would get I would get onto the school bus. I swear to you, and the bus driver. Very, very sweet lady. She would hand me a bag (laughs) because it was just, she knew. And I would sit right behind her and nobody would sit by me because, you know, there's a kid that throws up, right? Nobody wants to be by that kid. And so bus would go and I would throw up, you know, and whatever, So that was my life, right? And 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 uh, it was not fun. Well, my neighbor, name is Jeff Marker. And he was a junior or senior in high school. I can't remember exactly how old. So grade 11, grade 12, which is nearly finished with with high school here in America. And Jeff was quite the opposite of me in that he was the starting star quarterback of the American football team and uh, for the high school team. His girlfriend was this beautiful cheerleader and he's this good looking boy, you know, I mean, he had it all, man. He had looks, he was straight A student, um, you know, and he sat in the back of the bus by himself because, you know, he was the alpha male, right, of the school bus, but nice guy. I mean, he wasn't a bully or anything like that, but, you know, he just sat in the back because that's kind of where he, I don't know. That's where he sat. I'm on the opposite end in the front behind the school bus driver. One morning I walked to the school the bus stop and, and Jeff was my neighbor. So he was at the same bus stop and he came up to me and he said, Ronnie, him, they called me Ronnie back then. You know, my mom still calls me <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> he says, he says, Ronnie, I want you to, uh, to sit with me on the bus today. I said, like, well, I mean, and I knew Jeff, like, you know, he's, I mean, we weren't friends by any means, but you know, he's pretty big age difference, you know, but, uh, but he's just, he says, You want to sit? You know, I wanted me to sit with him. I, oh my gosh, that is bizarre. So I did. And I got on, and a school bus drive, she snuck me in my bag, kind of like I like, Ew! so I kind of grab it, you know, and then kind of tucked the bag behind me, like, oh my gosh, please don't let me throw up. So, anyhow, we get to the backs, the back of the bus, and we sit down and we start chatting about whatever boys chat about, you know, I don't even know what we talked about specifically, but we just started talking and, and actually next thing I knew, I look up and we were pulling into the school. I said, Oh, I didn't throw up. I made it, you know? And from that day on Jeff and I became again, pretty good friends. Again, as good as you could be with that big of an age difference, but we played basketball together and, you know, we were just, we, we, you know, he really helped me. And I say, I share that story for the simple reason that I do believe that that day changed my life. You know, Um, it changed my life because, well, first of all, it helped me, you know, get through that year and my anxiety and all this kind of nerves and all that really settled down. But it also showed me that a person can radically impact another person with simple acts. In this case, it was an act of kindness, right? But it doesn't have to be kindness. It could just be any kind. You can make a huge difference in helping other people by the way you behave. And so I think it, now I won't say that was the moment that I was gonna get into lean and continuous improvement and help people and all that kind of stuff. But it set me on this path of how I treated others, right? Like I never, I would never bully people or I would never be mean to people because, you know, there was kids who did kind of bully me, you know, back when I was having those problems, you know, they would make fun of me and all the rest of it. And it felt awful. Right. And so I kind of learned like what not to do by the way people treated me. But then when I saw the alpha male on the school bus, you know, (laughs) reach out to the weakest kid on the school bus and, you know, take him take me under his wing, so to speak. You know, I was like, why can't I do that? Right. And so I think my passion for helping people really was born that day in seventh grade. And then it's over the years, it's just manifested itself into, you know, just trying to help people. My father, you know, he was a professor at the university, uh, of Manitoba in, in America or in Canada. And, uh, you know, so I think teachings also sort of maybe in my blood, you know, a little bit like he loved to teach and speak and, you know, it was like me kind of crazy and talking all the time, you know, um, so I suppose that helps, but um, I don't know if that helps answer the story, but yeah, I, I really am really passionate about helping people, genuinely helping people. And yeah, it's how I earn my living now. So, I mean, I've got something at stake here, you know, to feed my family and whatnot, but but it's part of who I am, right, is to help people. So it's, it, it's not a job really for me, you know, it's just, it's just what I actually kind of what I was born to do, I think. <laughs> yeah, not so,
1: completely. So I, I think I think that's so powerful what you have shared there as well about about Jeff and the power of uh, anybody can make an impact to anybody at any time, uh, and you yeah. and you don't know what's going on um, with, with with in with, people's with, minds. And uh, so yeah, I think there's, there's so much about being kind and and just and just helping others, and also the power of connecting with others. Um, and so I think that that comes across. What what comes across really as well is just your um your your desire to help people i mean you're you're on this mission 360 odd podcasts you've got now 2000 videos <laughs> which is just content that you are sharing sure that, that you're getting um, out of your head and out of your experiences and lessons and that of, of other people to um yeah. to, to share with people it's not as if you're trying to keep it to yourself and and just and, and right. do um so i guess yeah. the question i've got now is 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 What's the end game? Um, So why why share all of the things? Yeah, I get the point to help as many people as possible, but what do you want Gemba Academy to be?
2: What do I want Gemba Academy to be? (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we've never had this, like, dream, me and Kevin Meyer and John Miller, my other two business partners, we've never been in it to be, like, you know, take a bunch of money and just grow into this huge monster, you know, kind of the next Netflix of continuous improvement kind of thing. It's not, it's not about that. I mean, sure. We want to grow and be successful and, 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 uh, you know, have a good, strong, healthy company, right. That can weather horrible things like COVID or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so, I mean, for sure, that's part of what we're doing right. On a day-to-day basis is to, is to build a strong, healthy company. Um, but I mean, at a deeper level, like for me, it really is about as simple as making the world a better place. You know, the world is pretty broken, right? Right now. And I don't mean just because of COVID and, and pandemics and all that. But I mean, we're broken. You know, I can speak for America. We're a broken country, you know, with our politics and and division and just it's just a mess, right? And I'm sure, you know, you're looking from across the pond like, whoo, glad I'm not there. <laughs> you know? um, but but I, I really believe that like continuous improvement, lean, Six Sigma, whatever you want to call it, it can be like a, a uniter, right? It can, you know, you can be a Democrat and a Republican and you could still agree that, you know what, it'd be better if this thing right here was better. So how about we put, Trump Biden aside for a little bit and figure out how to make that thing better. Yeah. And when you do it with that, right. Cause in the end, no matter if you're, you know, what your politics are, your religion or whatever it might be, almost everybody can agree. They want a better world, right? They want it. They want their kids to grow up in a, in a better world. And so I really feel that continuous improvement can and will play a huge part in that so i do feel like a lot of responsibility to help as many people as we can so then that they can make the world a better place because it's a little bit broken right now right i don't know how else to say it in my opinion
1: yeah so 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 what i'm thinking when you're saying that i keep coming back to the story that you shared at the start about jeff and ronnie because anybody else on that (laughs) anybody else on that bus could have had an opportunity to do what Jeff did, um, yeah. But only one person did, and yep. anybody that's in the world of continuous improvement can help everybody get better. But there's only one yep. Gemba Academy that's got two thousand videos that uh, three hundred and sixty odd podcasts that's, that's sharing it. Um, so I think I think the synergy between your original your uh, origin story. Um, with with mm. Jeff and Ronnie and, and also what you're doing and how you're doing it. So I think I think you're being um authentic and and so so full credit to you there, Ron, if I'm honest. Thank you.
2: Um, yeah, well we're trying, you know, and we're far from perfect. You know, sometimes we're saying boy, we teach all this lean stuff. How about we start practicing it? And they give me, I mean we're we we're not, you know, horrible, but we are definitely a work in process as well as a company, right? So we're constantly trying to, you know, practice what we preach and you know sometimes we do better than than uh or we we do worse than we should and sometimes we're doing okay yeah but uh yeah it's a journey that's for sure it's a journey
1: it is but you're coming from a place of giving rather than taking exactly like jeff Mm -hmm. did um that's exactly what you're doing and 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 what your two part uh, business partners are doing you're coming from a place of giving so giving that value making it accessible to people and trying to share it with as many people how do you know what you
2: do works Hmm. you know one of the (laughs) it's interesting you know when we uh, like sell a subscription you know to our so it's like a yearly subscription people can companies can sign up for it's a Sort of a unique model in that we typically sell like to a, a site, a location, instead of how many people do you have, um, that sort of thing. So one of the things that we, we we track is every time you know we sell a new subscription is kind of like what was the where did they come from? Like what was the lead? How do we tag that lead, if you will, in our in our CRM? And one of the interesting ones that we really try to monitor year over year is what we call job hoppers. And a job hopper is that, you know, you work at company A and you buy a subscription to Gemba Academy and it's going great and everything is wonderful. And then uh, something different comes up for you personally and you end up going to company B. Company A continues using Gemba Academy because it's working. And they're like, hey, now he's at company B. Hey, we got to get this Gamba Academy. It's really good. We're, you know, and, and uh, so now they buy it. Right. And so we, we tag that as job hoppers. And I got to tell you, it's a, big part of our business, right? Is that people take us when they go to other companies. And so um, I think that's a, that's a pretty big measure of success in, in our, in our eyes and that, that these folks, you know, valued our, our product and our service and the way we treat them enough to, to, to take us with them. And we've had a couple of folks, you, you know, maybe they job hop a little more than, than normal. <laughs> but, yeah. It's great, you know, because they take us everywhere they go, you know, but, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, one, bit Obviously, um, you know success stories are great. You know, just hearing you're getting a random phone call, hey Ron, you hear the excitement? Yeah, and you know, right from your work that you do, Lee, you hear those the story. And sometimes it's not even about oh, I saved a million bucks. It's that man, this thing was bugging me, and we got together and we fixed it. You know, and it was like, and they it feel wonderful, you know. And there's no money associated with that. It's just like it was bugging them, and they fixed it. And it's kind of like they believe in that. Boy, this really does work,
1: right? They fixed what bugs them,
2: right? Yeah, completely, <laughs> so,
1: completely. What What's next for Gembra Academy and Ron?
2: Well, you know, we we continue to you know um, we continue to create new content. You know, we're we built a new studio here in, in, in uh, Keller, Texas. So I'm in the Audio room part right now where we do our podcasts, and right over here is our our video studio. And so we're constantly thinking about what what content we need to create. And we've got a big. We're actually we're we're working on a big project right now. We haven't even really announced this on the Gamba Academy podcast or anywhere, but working on a big agile um, uh, curriculum, um, you know, and we, we've dabbled in agile a little bit over the years, but we've not done a deep dive into it. So, so this is coming here over this next year is getting into uh more formal, uh, we're starting sort of agile Kanban type, um, uh, thing as a, to kind of our dip our toe into the water, so to speak. Um, but then, you know, we plan to get into the, you know, scrum and all the rest of it. So, so we're always making new content. If this, damn pandemic will ever stop you know we do have the opportunity to bring people in here for you know in-person workshops and whatnot and um so you know we haven't done that yet but uh, yeah. we can and we're 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 willing and we're ready when it, when we're able to do that um but uh but yeah just we're, we're constantly just you know just trying to help people you know when when we first started we had one customer and we took kid we took the best care we could of them. And now we've got more than one customer, you know, and we when we try to take the very best care of them as well. So that's just is really our mission. No matter that's what's scary about kind of growing is that you sometimes you worry that we're gonna, you know, de, you know lose touch with our roots, which is to really care for each and every customer. So that's why we are kind of really deliberate and in, in the way that we do try to grow and and um you know it's not about just taking a big funding round, a round of funding from some VC firm and, you know, adding a hundred salespeople. I mean, we, I suppose we could do that, but, um, that's not really our style, right. And we're, we're more about kind of sl- slowly growing organically and, and, and carefully and, and deliberately really.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah. no, thank you for that. And when you, when you talk about growing organically and, and, and deliberately when COVID hit, did you see a change in demand to your online offerings or not? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a tricky question
2: because, um, you know, we were lucky. I mean, I don't know how to say it. Um, You know, I've shared with you earlier today that, you know, we, we've been in this virtual learning business, you know, for since the beginning, right? I mean, this is what we do. It's our main product. Um, And so I suppose we were, better positioned than some companies. Some folks, you like even yourself, you know, you had to learn how to, how to pivot and do things virtually. Whereas we had been doing that. Right. And yeah. so we were very lucky, you know, as it relates to that. Now I'm not going to say we weren't impacted because we were, um, you know, we definitely, there was business lost, you know, like everybody is experienced when, you know, a company's going out of business. Why are they going to use, they're not going to have a Gamba Academy subscription. Right. And so, so we for sure had some, some definitely some negative you know, things happen. But on the other end of it, we did have some opportunity for, for, for folks who are saying, hey, listen, you know, our folks are at home now and we want them to keep learning and keep growing. So tell us about this, you know, product that you have. And so, so it did open some doors as well. So we've been, you know, we've been very, very lucky and very fortunate, you know, to be in the business that we are um, during the pandemic. So, but I, you know, as I told you, I was thinking earlier, we don't take it for granted. I can tell you that, you know, and, um, and uh, we're not, we're constantly like everybody is now trying to think about, you know, what if scenarios and different things like that to try to Trying to be prepared. Yeah. So,
1: and if, if anybody's listening and they want to learn more about you, Ron, and uh, Gemba Academy, what would they do? Where would they go? How would they find out uh, additional information?
2: Yeah. So, gembaacademy.com. So, G E M B A, and then. Academy. So two A's in the middle, that's our main website. Um, we do for your podcast listeners, we have a, a, a podcast. If you just type in Gamba Academy and in, in your podcast store, you'll find us. Um, yeah. So we do a, like you, I think a, a weekly podcast every week and it's obviously about lean and different topics like that. Um, featuring yourself as well, yeah. you know, coming up <laughs> in, a, in a few weeks. So, um, yeah. So, and I'm all, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And, um, So Ron Pereira, not Ronnie, Ron, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, My mom will look up Ronnie. um, Ron Pereira, (laughs) P-E-R-E-I-R-A. So yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, but uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the best way.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Uh, No, thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for the conversations that that we've had uh, recently. It's uh, been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. One final question I've got for you. Can I call you Ronnie for the final question? Oh yes, absolutely. You can, you can, yeah. nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, so Ronnie, uh, what are you having for your tea or evening meal dinner? Like that, that, that evening meal, what are you having? Tonight? Yeah, tonight.
2: Well, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm also very fortunate that my wife typically <laughs> <laughs> makes dinner. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if it was a Tuesday, I could tell you because we're a big Taco Tuesday family, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, Thursday just depends, you know. Um, actually, my yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, we, we try to eat healthy, pretty healthy, not always, but uh, you know. So, yeah, meat, potatoes, yeah. I don't know, some nice sure. English dinner or something maybe.
1: Okay. <laughs> one, one final question then. So I had the opportunity to speak to Katie Anderson on the podcast a few weeks ago, and Ooh. I asked, I asked her this question, um, which would you rather have? No knees or no elbows? <laughs> That's a oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, knee, no, <laughs> elbows.
2: no knees or no elbows. I don't have any knees. It means I can't walk.
1: Yeah. I mean, I gotta go, I gotta sacrifice the elbows. Yeah, it makes Taco Tuesday a little bit of a challenge or to eat, doesn't it? What?
2: Well, yeah, it does. But <laughs> man, yeah, walking to the bathroom without knees would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, yeah, no, that, that would. What?
1: Perfect. Heck, man. Didn't yeah. Get that question—that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it just, just, just popped into my head. I, re, I remember talking to Katie Anderson. I, I, um, I think Katie gave a very similar answer to you. I'd, I'd have to listen back because I've asked that a few times now. Um, but I think she said no, no elbows as well. Um, yeah. So no, thank you, thank you for that. But honestly, Ron, um, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. All right. Take care, Leah. Appreciate it.